All right. Good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing this fine, great morning? Everybody glad the rain has dispersed? I mean, it was, I mean, I guess you could make the classic joke, I was about to make a boat yesterday. You know, we're in Genesis, an ark, no more jokes. (laughs) So, you know. Actually, today we are actually not going to be in our our series on Genesis. It's Mother's Day, so we we take a little pause to to give a a message about moms and just what we see in Scripture uh, about moms. So as we say, we want to welcome moms here today, especially uh, my mom and Christy, which I'm noticing now. I remember Christy is taking our daughters uh, to a soccer game, which I I'm like, why do they even schedule soccer on Mother's Day? That just doesn't seem right. And then I can tell, like, my mom must be back with the kids. So none of them are in here. So I'm going to be sharing all these great things and talking so wonderfully about them. And you'll go back and say, man, you should have heard all the great things Seth was saying about you, right? We got a deal? All right. All right. Thank you so much for that. So, you know, it, it always amazes me. The way God has designed mothers. Christy is an incredible mom. I'm amazed at her ability to organize and raise our children. If you watched the Kentucky Derby yesterday, everybody watched the Derby yesterday? You'll see that the horse with the greatest odds won. And it was actually the horse that had the second highest odds ever. Well, as high as those odds were, the odds of me marrying somebody as great as Christy were even higher. It's pretty vague. I just thought of that one yesterday, too. So that was, I thought that was great. So, um, yes, I did. So now as you guys go back and as Christy watches online, she'll be so amazed at my going. But if you have ever been to our house, uh, you have probably seen on the wall we have this calendar and this calendar looks a lot like that. And it is, it is a blessing that Christy is able to organize what I call our mess. And that's part of what we deal with on a daily basis, all the things. So if, I ever, if you ever ask me to do something and I say no, it's because I'm literally already doing a million things on that day and can't possibly go anywhere else or do anything uh, except for the stuff that is on that calendar. So... With all that stuff going on, I am so blessed to have Christy as my wife. She is the one who organizes us, who keeps us straight, and puts us all on the right path. And that calendar is just proof of that, between all the things that we have going on. Ava and Kenzie have a wonderful support system around them. And I have a few pictures here on the screen of this, the support staff that they have. You'll see, of course, for some reason, when you have kids, you can't ever get two kids smiling in the same picture. So you see, I have three different pictures. In two of them, Kenzie's making a strange face, and one of them, Ava's making a strange face. That's just the life you grow up with as kids and parents. But you'll see Christy's mom there, uh, Christy's grandparents both there, and obviously my mom there as well. This the wonderful support system, the, the people that God has placed in my daughter's life to see them and raise them to know what a godly woman is, to see how it's lived out, to see the example before them. 
And we're going to look at passages today that help understand and see the importance that all these moms and these grandmoms play in the lives of their children. You see, because there, there's more to, to being a mom than just putting on the, the Band-Aids, to, to patching the wounds, to, to making the peanut butter and sandwich with no crust on it, all these special things. Oh, but there's a deeper things to being a mother, to the, the spiritual guidance that they all provide in our lives. And as I said today, we're going to look at some of these deeper spiritual needs and all these things that happen in our lives. I want you to turn in your Bibles to, to 2 Timothy, because we're going to see how the people in Timothy's life played a role in raising him. As you turn there, I'm going to open us up with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day when we can recognize the mothers that you've placed in our lives, to, to raise us in a way which brings honor and glory to you, Lord. Help us to see the ways in which we can pass these things on to those that you've brought into us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we'll be in 2 Timothy, we're going to see the, the power of, of a godly mother in a young person's life. See, we all know that Timothy was a spiritual son of Paul. And people kind of debate whether Paul was married or not, depending on your understanding of Jewish backgrounds. But we know that he considered Timothy one of his spiritual sons. And he was an amazing spiritual father to Timothy. But you see, long before Paul came onto the scene in Timothy's life, when Paul was a Pharisee, when he was persecuting the church, Timothy was growing up in a household that loved the Word of God. And the reason for this was he had two godly women in his life. Two godly, righteous, firm, and determined women who were planting seeds in his heart. His mother Eunice and his grandmother Lois were, were training him to be used mightily by God. But see, let's kind of catch up and understand this family's history. And as we get to understand this, we're going to see this family in Acts chapter 16. It's when Paul comes to Lystra and he meets them and we're told that Timothy was there with a Jewish woman who was a believer, which is his mother, and that his father was Greek. In Acts 16, Paul is on his second missionary journey. But it's not this, the first time that he had come to this area. He had actually passed through this area on his first missionary journey. And I'm going to give you a quick summary of what happened on that trip. You see, in Acts chapter 14, he comes into Lystra and he heals. He heals a crippled man. And the people in that city begin to worship Paul and Barnabas as if they were these great Greek gods. Now you can imagine Paul and Barnabas were like, no, we are not these Greek gods. We are mere men. And then they go on to proclaim the gospel. And we hear that people are saved in this city. But as people often do with Paul, people got upset that he was preaching this gospel. And they stone him. In fact, they stone him, and they think he's dead. So they drag him out of the city like, like just like trash, and they leave him outside the walls. Scripture tells us that the disciples kind of gather around him, and then he kind of just kind of wakes up, brushed off the, the dirt, and as if anybody else would who just got stoned and thought they were dead, he goes right back into the city to, to preach the gospel again. 
So through this, we believe that this is where Timothy's family was saved, where they understood the connection between the Old Testament that they had been raised on, and now hearing how this Old Testament connected to Christ, and how their love for the Word turned into new faith in Jesus Christ. With all this in mind, let's now look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3-7. through 7. Paul writes this to Timothy, I thank God whom I am served, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5, he says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and now in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan the flame, the gift of God, the gift that God has given to you, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. See, Paul, he saw in Timothy a family legacy, a legacy that he says began with his grandma. So you don't underestimate the power of a grandma. Who has that powerful grandma in your life? You know, the one who is leading you and guiding you and setting the stage for everything. You see, these women played an important role in raising Timothy, and they poured into his life. The things that he understood came from them. And today I want to look at what I think is three areas in which these women poured into his life which serve as an example for all mothers that we see around us today. The first thing we see is that she passed on, they passed on a love for the Scriptures. Now to get this, we, we go on and we kind of turn the page to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 14. Paul again, writing to Timothy, says this, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you had been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for the salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. You see, from the time Timothy was born, God's Word was discussed in his home. Eunice made sure that Timothy understood the, the power of God's Word. Mothers know that no single thing will have a greater impact on your child than the truth of Scripture. You can read all the, the parenting books that you want. You can teach them and have them have these great birthday parties, these top-notch arts and craft projects. All those things are important and make for a great childhood, but what's important is the Word of God and raising them to know this word. This will be a life-changing practice for them. You see, God has laid out the, 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 the equation, you can say, for, for what brings on a spiritual life. It, it is the truth of the word. Combine them with, with, with faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit's power, all leading to that dynamic spiritual life. Paul as he writes his letter to Romans, he, he asked this question in, in chapter 10. He says, how shall they hear without a preacher? 
And later he exclaims that faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. The word is presented by the mouths of their mothers. It is God's plan for reaching them with the gospel. The word must be taught. The word must be spoken in your home. You think back to the book of Acts. You think of the, of the woman Lydia. It says that Paul is speaking the sacred scriptures to her. And when he says a certain woman of a seller of purple was listening, that her heart was opened by the things spoken by Paul. It was as he proclaimed the word that she heard and that she understood the saving power of that word. Think about it this way, moms. If one of your children fell out of the I always love when I find illustrations that involve water because if you know me, I'm not a swimmer. So if you go about, I always find these great illustrations with these boats and kids falling into water. And Christy always says, that's why you have to learn to swim. And I say, no, because we have life preservers. So let's continue. So think about it this way, moms. If your children fell out of a boat and into dangerous waters, which one of you would not extend a rope or a life preserver to them? The Bible says that this world is filled with dangerous currents that is tossing them to and fro in every which way. But the safety valve, the life preserver that we have for our children is the Word of God. He has given us this tool to raise them, to protect them from the world that surrounds them. You see, Timothy had a privilege of hearing the Word in his house. He heard it from his family, and he heard it specifically from his mother and his grandmother. And we think about the words in Deuteronomy 6, as God is talking to his people, he says, You shall love the God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. What is God saying here? He's saying, don't rely on your priests. Or in today's, don't rely on your church to just train up your children. He says it begins in your home. Here he says it's, it's when you sit down. It's, it's when you walk. It's when you rise. It, it is 24-7, the Word of God, in your house. Moms, you must learn the Word, and you must teach the Word. Read it and study it as you're singing them songs, as you tuck them in at night. When you're singing songs to them in the car, or wherever it is, are you incorporating Scripture into your life? The love of God that you have will go on to your children. Eunice, she loved the Word of God, and it changed her son's life. He went on to be one of the, the biggest leaders in, in church history in the New Testament. And Paul here is pointing back to the influence of his mother. He loved Bible because his mother taught it to him. But that wasn't all she did for him. Paul also tells us that she passed on a, a sincere faith. And that goes back into 2 Timothy in chapter 1, verse 5. He says, I am reminded of your sincere faith that first dwelt in your mother and in your grandmother. You know, because of genetics, we will all pass on certain things to our children. Maybe it's the, the color of our hair, the color of our eyes, the things that are heredity. 
But there's one thing that we want to pass on to all of our kids, and that is our faith. Now, this portion is also for the children here, but listen, children, having a godly mother does not guarantee faith in amongst yourselves. Yes, it is important that you hear, it is important that you listen, but there becomes a moment where where Timothy in his own life had to say, this is what I believe. I have seen it in my mother's life, and I believe it. Coming here every Sunday doesn't get you into heaven. You must find that faith in Christ. There was a pastor who who was sharing about a a difficult day that he was facing. And it went along the lines of this. He was sharing about this tough day. It was one of those days where where fear was just crippling him. He, He felt burdened for many things that was beyond his control. So he escaped to his office, and he went to a quiet place to pray. He rendered down in a handful and was crying and the things that were weighing, on with, weighing him down. One of the things that was weighing on him was his children. He was afraid for his children. Why was he afraid? Because he can't control the outcome of their lives. He couldn't bear to think of one of his sons or daughters spending eternity in hell. He worries about them just being in the backyard by themselves, much less an eternity apart from God. And that day in that room, like every parent I'm sure here says, he surrendered his children to God and saying that knowing that God is in control. He says, God, if you can just give my children one thing, help instill a genuine faith of Christ. I know that all the moms in this room have prayed and are praying for their children. And I think that's what we see as we proceed to see this idea of a sincere faith. See, Paul saw his Timothy's grandmother and his mother. He, he saw the life that he lived, and he said, Timothy, I, I've seen the faith in your family. One of the easiest ways to destroy a faith is to not back it up with the way you act. Kids know when stuff isn't real. When Ava and Ken- I love that Ava and Kenzie aren't even here because I can say whatever I want to. Ava and Kenzie, when they were growing up, they loved to play dress-up, right, as all kids do. So it wasn't un- uncommon for us to walk around the house and hear maybe from the bedroom or from in the basement that, I'm Ariel, I'm Belle, being all these Disney princesses. What were they doing? They were pretending. They knew that's not who they were, but they were pretending to live this life of a Disney princess. Kids can tell when stuff isn't real. Kids can look at our lives and see, are my parents living out the faith that they have? Or are they just playing dress-up on a Sunday morning and bringing us to church? As your children grow up, they will know whether you are a pretender. Are you fake in the way that you go about your life? Jesus, in his time on earth, he couldn't stand pretenders. He would call out the Pharisees and the fakeness of their lives and telling them to be authentic in their walk, to be true to the word that they knew. In every decision we make, God is watching. But it's not only God, it's our children. They watch us like a hawk to see, is this faith really real? Or are they living out this faith that they have taught to us, or is this all just fluff? I cannot see but a a child who is radically changed by understanding the difference that Christ makes in their lives. 
Hypocrisy will kill faith. Our faith must be sincere. Eunice was obviously a woman who was sensitive toward the things of God. She didn't want to put on a show, but she lived it out. Moms, don't just be a churchgoer. Be a Christ follower every day in your life. And when you fail, make it right before your children. We're all going to fail. We know that. And we want to instruct our children to know that they don't expect perfection in our lives. From a young age, Timothy was taught the Word. He was taught the Old Testament. He was raised in, in a faith that was centered upon Christ. And this sincere faith was passed on to him through his mother and grandmother. You see, they learned about all these things, and then they heard Paul come on that first missionary journey, and they connected, and their faith was real when they understood the Messiah that they had been reading about all their lives in the Old Testament was now here in Christ. And they became sincere, and they followed Christ. He was the long and promised Messiah. You see, as Paul left, he encouraged those churches. He was going on in his journey, but he was giving them some last words. And he said to remain true to the faith. Remain true to Christ. As I move on from here and go to new cities, cling to Christ. So we see a love for the word. We see a sincere faith of clinging to the faith in Christ the last thing I think we see is that she passed on a desire to serve others. And here we see Acts chapter 16. This is when Paul comes back the second time. It says, Paul came also to Derby to Lystra, and a disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. And he took him and had him circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them the observance of decisions that had been reached by the apostles and the elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in their faith, and they increased in numbers daily. We see from then, I want you to notice that Timothy then, as Paul comes back this second time, he goes. He goes on and follows Christ. Now remember, they were there for his first missionary journey. They were there and they saw Paul almost be killed for his faith. Yet here is Timothy and he is not afraid to go forth. He is not afraid to go and follow Paul onto the missionary field. See, he knew that he was leaving his mother and his grandmother, and maybe he even knew that he might not ever see them again, seeing what Paul goes through. But see, Timothy had been trained in his life. He had been trained that God had probably given him a purpose, and he was deeply committed to this now ministry with Paul. You see, I think that Timothy saw the example of his mother and his grandmother. And maybe he saw how, how they served others. And I can't tell you how important it is, mothers, to have your children see you serving, to see them reaching out to care for others, and teach them to think of others. Maybe it's the way you, you share a meal with a family who is in need. Maybe it's the way you help out other families financially. 
All these different ways show how you can be side by side setting the example for your children. You see, one of the things that we have always done as, as a family is serve on, on missions trips. And, and whether it's been Cherokee or Hilton Head, we've always had Ava and Kenzie by us. So you can see on these next couple pictures here that we see that I'm thankful for the way in which Kenzie has been able to serve side by side with, with Christy in ministry. I'm thankful that my mom could direct and have Ava dump mulch in just the perfect place for ministry. I'm glad that they can both serve with their mother and their grandmother out on the mission field. Having them set the example to say, this is what faith is. But you see, it wasn't just Christy on these trips. It was also Jessica, and it was uh, Mary. Sorry, I blanked on your name, Mary. Mary, good thing it's Name Tag Sunday. On these trips as well, with, with their kids, serving side by side, saying, look, this is what we do. We take time out of our lives, and we go and help those in need. And there's even another page of pictures, which, which Elena is afraid to bring up, but I said I was going to call it out on stage and saying, there it is, all these great pictures of moms, grandmothers serving side by side on the mission field. And if we can, could we just give them, I know, I know they don't want it, but give them a round of applause. And I know it's, it might be weird for you to do that, but I am thankful for the example that those moms have set to take times and go out on the mission field with them, to serve in those ways. And I think those things, I think that's, I think that's what Timothy saw. I think Timothy saw his mom doing those things. And as Paul comes along, he, he gets something. He's like, I, I want to go with you, Paul. I want to serve with you. You see, and in Acts 16, it doesn't say then that Eunice ran out by Timothy's side and tried to hold him back. All we get is that he is gone. And that it appears that his mother just says, you know what? Okay. And that's one of the hardest lessons, I think, for parents and for mothers, especially to, to let go. To let your kids go off on their own and make their choices. Now, I'm not sure if it was an easy decision or a hard decision to have me go off to Iowa for four years. Maybe it was easy. They were like, my mom was like, woohoo. Or maybe it was difficult. But to think of your oldest son going off for four years to go out to the land of Iowa, but I am so thankful that I had parents who supported me in that. All the things in which my life has changed through that. Sometimes we need to let go and let them go on their own journeys. The Bible calls us pilgrims, just passing through this earth. It also describes us as stewards, as managers. That's what it talks about, of the assets in our lives. And it's hard to think about, yeah, these kids, they, they are ours in a sense in which they are our children. But more importantly, they are God's children. They are God's children that we are raising up to serve him. There was a father who was baptizing a little girl. And it was his daughter. And as he was baptizing her, he, he said something that really made the whole church think. He said, here I baptize you, my sister, in Christ. And it hit a lot of them deeply. 
to, to think about that there's, there's no mommies and daddies in heaven. There is brothers and sisters in Christ all worshiping a heavenly Father together as one. Now, I want you to remember something from earlier about Timothy's father in Acts chapter 16. It says that he was a Greek and that we have no indication that he ever became a believer in God. See, maybe he was a, a nice man, and maybe he spent hours playing with his children, but, but there was zero spiritual influence upon them over his children. Timothy was a mighty man of God because of the mighty women that God placed in his life. Single mothers, be encouraged. God can save a boy's soul through the power of a godly mother. He can overcome any obstacle. Nothing is impossible for God. So on Mother's Day, as we reflect on this wonderful day, we remember the example of Lois and Eunice, and the investment that they made in raising Timothy. They gave him a, a love for the word. And they showed him a, a sincere faith in love for Christ. And lastly, they set the example in service. They weren't afraid to let him go, to let him go off and serve Christ. Worship team, you can make your way back as we prepare to close for this evening. And in this room, we have mothers, we have grandmothers, we have stepmothers, we have spiritual moms, all playing a vital role in the formation of this younger generation. Or maybe you didn't have that spiritual heritage that Timothy had. Maybe you're beginning that now. Maybe in a few generations down the line, we'll look at back at your faith, and you'll be that grandmother who changed your family heritage. That you will be that grandmother planting those seeds down the road and making that turning point in your family. Or maybe you're like Timothy's dad here, and there is no faith in your life. Well, today is the day of salvation. Your, your sin has separated you from God, and Christ came to live a life, a perfect life, to take the punishment upon the cross for your sins. Well, know that today you can repent and believe in the good news of Jesus Christ, and that you can begin this new spiritual heritage in your family's life. If you have any questions, you can talk to me or others that are around you about this great faith in Christ. But today we reflect and we remember mothers. Mothers who pass on that love for the Word of God. Who pass on that sincere faith in Christ. And who pass on a desire to serve others. Let's pray and close with a song. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the women that you bring into our lives. Lord, for those who made the investment to raise us on a solid foundation of Christ. But then we pray for those children also that, that they would one day understand that they need to accept the faith, that they need to understand what Christ has done in their lives. Lord, be with us today as we spend time with family, as we celebrate all these mothers. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.